everyone. Good day. My name is Ian Seymour and welcome to the first episode of IT a Jamaican Experience. Um, I'll just like to take you through, you know, just what I do. I am a systems administrator and I hope that this podcast that we are launching this podcast program will be one that will be beneficial to many persons around the world, not only here in Jamaica, but you know, just a, a little bit about how we view things from a Jamaican perspective um, and, and, and how we work with the emergent software and the, the present software and hardware situations to our benefit. Eh? All right, so let's get into it. So, I'm a, as I said, I'm a systems administrator right? um, with the Jamaica Cooperative Credit Union League Group League of Companies. Uh, what is a system administrator? What is my role or what is a system administrator? Um, a system admin is really a person who is responsible for the upkeep, the configuration and reliable operation of computer systems. Um, especially multi-user computers such as servers and so on. The CISAD will seek to ensure that, you know, uptime performance resources and security of the computers, um, they manage meets the needs of the users without exceeding a budget when doing so. And also to meet these needs, a system administrator may acquire, install, or upgrade computer components and software, provide routine automation, maintain security policies, troubleshoot issues, train or supervise staff, and offer technical support for projects. Now, I can look at the, the administrator role, hardware versus software. So let us look at hardware first. So, I, in my capacity, I have done upgrades, builds, and maintained computer systems. This includes um, building machines from scratch, as well as uh, loading on requisite operating systems. Other, um, and this is going all the way back from Windows 98, um, as well as Windows XP, Windows 7, Windows 8.1, and up to Windows 10. Um, I've also upgraded machines from both Windows 7 to Windows 10 uh, using Microsoft's um, software for that upgrade. Right? I know Microsoft gave a free upgrade to um, moving machines from Windows 7 to Windows 10 as long as you had a uh, license of Windows 7. All right, server administration, which includes you know creation and manipulation of user accounts. Um, printer functionality, resetting passwords and user access, as well as printer maintenance, which includes user access to the printer, as well as liaising with external tech support for malfunction issues. Um, I also have a networking role um, on the hardware side. Um, for me, um, I've been able to, to run cables in, in, in the past for... Um, copper cabling to, to, to connect um, machines in a, in a local air network. 
but I have had training in fiber cabling as well. Um, from the software side, you know, from time to time, which is more than the hardware side of cabling at present, um, the actual configuration of network is what I do now, which includes configuring network switches, routers, servers, printers, and the PCs. Now, for the software administration part of um, my job, uh, at my present job, there are different software that I maintain. Um, Microsoft Great Plains, um, I create user accounts, manipulate um, according to the rights that the users need. Uh, this software really manages the accounting side of the company and works in tandem with a few other third-party software that I do manage. Um, there's another software called Mimix um, uh, for the loan life side, and I create user accounts and manipulate according to what the, 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 the rights of the users. Um, this software actually manages, you know, loan portfolio. Um, there's another one called Panache, which deals with the pension side of things. Um, and I deal with the user accounts and manipulate again according to the user's needs. Um, there is another one called Chris, which um, deals with investments for the company uh, along with Paxos. Both of them are, well, Chris is the older version, which is supposed to be outgoing, and Paxos is a new new software but there are things that Chris can do that Paxos can't so we still have uh, Chris using and um, basically the same thing I can create user accounts in either software and manipulate the rights for the users um, and simple maintenance is done on the side of Chris because Chris is a really old software it's written in um, Foxpro so um, it's it's it requires it has limitations that Paxos doesn't. For instance, if 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 any of the database files get to two gig without you doing a, a say a, a reindex, it will freeze up the entire system. Whereas newer software don't have that two gig limitation um, for database files. All right. Um, my software con administration, as I continue into that, uh, there are other things like CSD, which is a software platform that is that is managed by our central bank, but uh, and it's a really a reporting tool, but they give us um, the ability to do minimal things on that platform, such as create user accounts and, and um, uh, you know change passwords and that sort of a thing. Uh, PBX. So the phone PBX, I'm able to do a, quite a number of things on the PBX. Um, create uh, users on the PBX, um, manipulate user accessibility um, and their rights on the PBX, have them join ring groups, um, as well as other functionality, um, passwords and so on. Um, for the various users on the PBX network. Um, and we have a couple of other programs, Depend and Avento, that actually 
uh, work for the Jamaica the, the Jamaica Stock Exchange. As you know, we have a vibrant vibrant stock market. So, um, stock exchange has some platforms that we utilize from time to time, um, and these two are depend on a vendor or two of the same. Right? Uh, training. I have been able to do some training in the past. I haven't done any in recent times, but um, I have trained persons on various applications, including the Microsoft Office suite of products. Uh, my other skill sets, um, I can program in five different languages, namely C++, C Sharp, Java, HTML, and Pascal. And I have an intention to learn more as I believe that the language of the future will be programming languages. Um, and I will speak about this in future podcasts with respect to my belief in terms of what will happen over the next 10 to 20 years. Uh, but as the landscape of IT changes, you will more there are certain skill sets that are that are paramount and one of them I do believe is programming because a lot of the the um, the platforms that are needed to do even uh, so persons can work from home. Um, we are we are in this COVID pandemic scenario, and a lot of those platforms that enable persons to work from home are built by programmers. And in the future, as we continue to utilize this work from home scenario, um, more programmers will be needed to enable that sort of thing. Uh, Website development, I have built websites previously using HTML, Java, and JavaScript. Um, however, in recent times, the ones that I have done are done through sites like Wix.com. Now, um, I would speak on something that, that, that um, just bouncing off a career path scenario with you as we try to determine how, what path somebody should take if they want to get into IT. Yes, so getting into IT, um, there are several sections, there are several paths that people can choose as a career path. Um, one career path is computer science and application development. Um, another one is computer security. Another one is IP um, telephony. Um, another one is networking and communication technology. Another one is systems management and design. Another one is business integration. Now, you may wonder about these career paths and what, what the, the job function that corresponds to these career paths. Let's take a look. Um, okay, so computer science and application development. Um, that can be split between mobile application development and application software. Now, mobile application development is the actor process which, by which a mobile app is developed for mobile devices, such as personal digital assistants, enterprise digital assistants, or mobile phones. And application software, app for short, is a program or a group of programs designed for end users. Examples of this would include like a word processor, a spreadsheet, an accounting application, 
web browser, email client, a media player, a file viewer, um, a flight simulator, a console game, or even a photo editor. Now, computer security or cyber security or information technology security is the protection of computer systems and networks from the theft of or damage to their soft hardware, software, or electronic data, as well as from the disruption of misdirection of the services they provide. The field is becoming more important due to the increased reliance on computer systems, and we can, and especially this work from home scenario, the challenge for any IT department, when you're sitting in your uh, on in on your company's grounds, which is on premise. Let's look at it that way. Um, having you locked in and having you secured inside the building on your computer network is pretty easy because we have their checks and balances that are put on the machines and on the network. But and you are actually sitting on the computers, the, the company's network in the building. When you're working from home, but you have to communicate to the company's server, which is some distance away, and you're utilizing your home network to get through to the company's network, that's where computer security becomes paramount. Because now the, the, the paradigm has shifted where you have to have the computer here at your home working from home but the security cannot be compromised and that's the challenge for every IT department right around the world right now. How do we securely create um, a channel for persons to be able to come through from their home into the company's network without the company's network being compromised? Right? Um, so, as I said, the field is becoming more important due to increased reliance on computer systems, the internet and wireless network standards, such as Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and due to the growth of smart devices, including smartphones, televisions, and various devices that constitute the Internet of Things. I'll speak on that in a, in a, in a, in a podcast to come. IP telephony. This is a general term for it technologies that use internet protocols packet switched connections to exchange voice fax and other forms of information that have traditionally been carried over the dedicated circuit switched connections of the public switched telephone network PSTN basically all of that is just saying using the internet to make telephone calls versus using what would be the traditional way of doing it through the, um, the traditional telephone network. And the challenge of, 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 of that is how to deliver the voice facts or video packets in a dependable way to the user. And much of the whole idea of IP telephony focuses on that challenge. Now, networking and communication technology, this data communications, we can look at data communications, we can look at local air network, we can look at wide air networks. Now, and there is another one called metropolitan, 
area networks, which is a man, but that's sometimes people just utilize wide area network instead of calling it that. But from a Jamaican um, example, I, I, a Jamaican perspective, I will give you what my example would be for the three. Now, the data communications refers to the transmission of this digital data between two or more computers and a computer network or a data network is a telecommunications network that allows computers to exchange data. The physical connection between the network computing devices is established either by using cable media or wireless media. The best known computer network is really the internet. Right? Now, a local air network or LAN is usually a small network that's restricted to a small geographical area, say a building. So you where you work, all the computers on the floors, all that, 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 that network that is on the building between the ground floor to say whatever the top floor is, that's your LAN. Yeah? The MAN would be the metropolitan area network, and that would be, let's say you had your head office here in, in a part of downtown Kingston, and in New Kingston, you have a branch office. Um, because you're in a, in, 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 still in Kingston, it would be considered a metropolitan air network, even though people don't use that, that phrase a lot, they just simply use one, wide air network. And as I segue into that, the wide air network, as the name implies, the, um, these networks cover a broad range of geographical areas. So I would like to think that the wide air network would be better suited for me describing a network that is between Kingston and, say, Montego Bay. So I have a head office in Kingston, I have a branch in Montego Bay, and the two of them are connected. That's a, a true one. That's not a metropolitan air network anymore. That's a true one. Yeah? So we... Um, so ones really are a, a larger um, MAN and, and, a, and a much larger LAN, okay? Now, systems management and design. Now, systems management is really the process of defining the architecture, the modules, interfaces, and data for a system to satisfy, you know, specified requirements. Um, and it can be seen as the application of systems theory to produce development. Uh, there is some overlap with the disciplines of systems analysis and systems architecture and systems engineering. The architectural design of a system emphasizes design of the system architecture that describes the structure, the behavior, and the views of that system and analysis. The logical design of the system pertains to the abstract representation of the data flows, the inputs and the outputs of the system. And the physical design relates to the actual input and output processes of the system, the storage requirements, the processing requirements, and the backup and recovery requirements. All right? So now the business integration is where the goal is to synchronize information technology and the business cultures and objectives and align technology with the business strategy and goals. 
Business integra integration is a reflection of how IT is being absorbed as a function of the business. Right? And a lot of businesses have, have issues with this because sometimes people believe that IT is an afterthought for the business. It cannot be an afterthought. Not when, you're, not when technology is moving at such a rapid pace. It has to be absorbed as a function of the business and treated as such. Now, uh, there are different IT careers, as I said before, and when you look at um, the different ones, you can see where, uh, let's say we are, we, are, we are getting involved in Um, computer science, a qualification in computer science, that could lead to systems architecture, um, job functionality, technology, sales manager, MIS director, um, chief technology officer, chief information officer, um, whereas qualifications in computer programming leads you, of course, being a computer programmer or an application analyst a system software engineer or a database administrator. If you have qualifications in microcomputer software support, then foreign um, computer forensic specialist um, could be your, 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 um, a job that you could go for, or IT business administration, um, administrative services manager. Now, if you get qualifications in network technology or security, um, the list of opportunities are quite large. I mean, they encompass being a network administrator or a, or a network manager, um, compliance assurance manager, um, IP telephony architect, voice over IP admin, and so on, or information services manager, with network security as your major. Now, as I said before, this was really my first podcast and I'm just introducing myself and giving a little insight into IT in its broadest sense and different areas that you can actually get involved in if you wanted to become an IT um, professional and um, the different areas that, um, the different functional areas that IT professionals are involved in. I hope you enjoyed this first one and I am trying to make this a weekly event and um, I will have for you next week um, IT trends all in the IT trends of 2020, I believe there are about nine of them, and I will just outline them on my podcast, and then I will go into each one individually. All right, so I hope you have a wonderful day, my listeners, and um, there's more to come. Stay tuned. <laughs>